This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is yet another beautiful Sunday afternoon. I hope you're all having a great day and having a great start to your week since it is once again a week that does feel like a real working week. We're all hopefully back working from our offices, but you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets and applications all that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world is being brought to you right here on pulse 95 yes and today we're going to kick start the show talking about how google is tightening privacy settings for all new users now why is this coming into action right now well a lot of companies have actually removed their advertising on facebook instagram what's up why because of privacy issues so we're going to get into that but microsoft is doing something by permanently closing all of its retail stores now before we saw apple in the beginning of the year closing all their stores but now microsoft is coming in as well and closing and permanently closing Mm -hmm. all of its retail stores they're definitely reimagining what retail will look like they're changing all of their physical stores into experience centers what will that mean to all of their customers we're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments but we're also going to be tackling a very big issue in the world and right here in the uae because the waste problem is definitely one that is affecting a lot of people all around the world. Many of us tend to throw our garbage and the fact that it's outside our homes is what brings us comfort. But what happens to all this waste? How is it being processed? And how can we create energy from this waste? Joining us today is the project engineer at Bianof Wazir, who's going to be telling us all about Sharjah's Waste to Energy Facility, which is a first of its kind right here in the UAE. We're going to be giving you all those details on how it works, how much emissions does it save Earth from producing, and also how important it's going to be for the future of uh, dealing with wastes right here in the UAE. All those details and more are going to be coming up, so keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Welcome back to Pulse 95. It is Future Talk, and we're talking about Google and how it's tightening privacy settings for new users. Now, this is the latest attempt from Google to boost public trust after actually Google got a lot of bit a hefty fine uh, in the recent weeks. Now, Google has begun uh, has begun auto deleting new users' search data and location history uh, among the 18th basis in the past 18th month basis. And this tweak was actually introduced on Wednesday and is the latest attempt by a big online firm to boost public trust after hefty fines were leaved against Facebook and Google for privacy violations in the recent years. Absolutely. And looking at Google, now their products should keep our information for as long as they're useful and helpful to us. In the past, this was not the reality since they they would keep more information than they had to mm-hmm. simply so that they can go ahead and teach their artificial intelligence uh, equipment that they were testing out or for future research. But now they're trying to keep less data by default. Mm-hmm. So whenever you go ahead and try to create a 
new Google account, your activity data will be automatically and continuously deleted after 18 months. So rather than keeping it within Google's databases until we choose to delete it, all of this information will be uh, deleted almost immediately. Now, current users can already opt in for that option. You can go ahead and auto delete your data every three or, or 18 months. Um, this setting has not changed. It was previously present for all existing users. Um, but now for new users, they will also get the option to do that. Now, now Omnia, this comes a very important because as we know, uh, most of our apps do store data. But I'm going to give you guys something uh, to think about. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, an, an app engineer reverse engineered TikTok, the app, mm. and they find found out that TikTok is the biggest app that stores all your data. No way. It knows which apps they have on your phone. They know which version you're using. They know what pictures you have on your phone. TikTok is the worst app to come for privacy concerns. Wow. It knows, uh, it, it can open your mic. It does, it pings your phone every 30 seconds. If you have location services on, it will ping your phone. It knows which emails you've been using for certain things. Mm-hmm. It knows how much time you spend on TikTok in comparison with other apps. They know what battery you have wow. on your phone. So, so literally so for all those TikTokers, you really need to be beware whenever you use the not, app. It's not even being aware. You, it's, it's a given right now mm. that TikTok is, is, is just taking all, everything. Even if Omnium, you have, for example, let's say Facebook on your phone. Mm. You deleted Facebook seven months ago it off was, your phone. Yeah. And you download TikTok. It will have the information you had on Facebook seven months ago because they take up, they, they, they know which catch you're using. The catchy, mm-hmm. they keep it stored on your phone and they even, uh, they know which servers you're going to uh, for, for internet. Let's say you connect to Pulse95 Wi-Fi. It will know that Pulse95 is connected, uh, Hany's phone is connected to Pulse95, which is connected to the router, which is called D-Link, uh, this, this number, this and that, which is connected to its salat, mm-hmm. which its salat is located in the UAE. They know My everything. My lord, so they, they literally track you from your phone up until they know they the know everything so, so tiktok I, and this was discovered last i think it was two day, three days ago or, or, or around that mm. that it was discovered was being brought to it so you guys and 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 big media agencies have been picking up on it and yes. so soon we will have a news article about tiktok there and their is, privacy concerns it's interesting that you mention it because i did read an article about apple actually finding out about tiktok being able to track their users wherever they are so we're definitely going to be telling you so, all about it so, soon enough so yeah. in comparison mm-hmm. right instagram facebook and twitter they take basically nothing nothing in nothing comparison, in to, comparison TikTok. to tiktok not even two or three percent because this same app engineer, he reversed app Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the big names, and he found out that they do take information, but not that much as information. much as TikTok. Absolutely. Um, so it's it's definitely true. Whenever uh, Google's parent company Alphabet uh, mentioned that privacy is at the heart of everything they do, so they're trying their best to maintain their privacy uh, when it comes to dealing with their users, but. 
In terms of tech giants, uh, we're talking all about Microsoft right now because they have decided to permanently close all of their retail stores. So all of their stores present in New York, London, Sydney and Redmond will be turned into experience setting uh, centers. Now, it's quite interesting because we've definitely seen a lot of different shops around the world also go ahead and follow the same move, either by opening and turning them into experience centers if they're tech giants or going for online stores we've seen zara decide to close up a lot of their physical stores and microsoft is definitely another one they announced their plans to go ahead and turn all of their locations into basically an area where people can go ahead and try out all of their different products without necessarily being able to purchase them from that product from the yeah from that store mm-hmm. so so basically just like omnia said they are reimagining the microsoft store and uh, the uh, CEOs have said that they aren't laying off anyone from those stores, but they will reallocate the resources to that digital uh, store. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a great move because amongst the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we've seen a lot of things go online, and the e-commerce industry has been blowing up. Uh, we do start. We're, we're using everyone uh, is buying everything. Everything online. is on, online, and, and obviously these tech giants know that Amazon's business is booming. Yeah, and if right? you don't have an online presence, you basically don't have a you, store. Anymore. You basically don't exist. So for so we've seen this come from Facebook. Facebook jumped on that as well. Now Microsoft is jumping on it. They're uh, for, with the e-commerce industry. So I believe that we're going to see a lot of stores come out and do this. And even with the micro, uh, Microsoft's Xbox, mm-hmm. there's the Xbox is a gaming console. Mm-hmm. So they've released two versions of that Xbox. One has a physical copy, a CD. You buy, you buy a CD, which will be the game, and you put it on. But now they also gave you the option to buy an Xbox without a CD reader, mm-hmm. and you d- buy games from their digital store, and you download content or you download the game from digital uh, digitally and you don't put in a CD so this is just making it easier for, for the, the cons- users for, yeah. for, the, for the consumer to stay put stay where you are because the COVID pa- COVID-19 pandemic is far from over it's 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 still there still still kicking unfortunately even if we find a vaccine for the disease itself the impact it's had on all of physical stores the impact it's had on the economy is definitely long-lasting so let us know if you believe that Microsoft's move is the one to go for And have you been purchasing things online more often than going to physical stores, even though a lot of the restrictions have been relaxed and people have been visiting malls and different shops more often? Let us know your thoughts. Send in your uh, ideas at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram or text in at 4215. But coming up, we're going to be speaking to project engineer at Bia Nofwazir, who's going to be telling us all about how the UAE is tackling uh, the waste disposal issue. And specifically right here in Sharjah, will be launching the first waste energy facility the first of its kind right here in the uae so we're going to be telling you all about it keep pulse 95 locked we'll be right back pulse 95 future talk with omnial saleh and hany balkas on pulse 95 The fight against coronavirus definitely did not remove the fight against climate change. And energy from waste is definitely a hot topic whenever we're discussing how to fight off the dangers of climate change. It has a great role, especially when it comes to diverting waste that would be otherwise sent to landfills. Sharjah is definitely on its way to becoming the first city in the region to achieve a zero waste to landfill target by 2021. And to accomplish that project, they're actually launching 
launching the Sharjah Waste to Energy Facility in 2021. And this is actually an initiative that has been launched by BIA and the Emirates Waste to Energy Company. Now, BIA project engineer Nof Wazir is actually joining us today to tell us more about this technology and what it has to offer. Welcome to the show, Nof. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this important topic, Omnia. Thank you so much. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Nof. Now, to kickstart off the conversation, can you give us an overview of the waste problem globally and the UAE government's strategy to tackle it using different technologies? Definitely. So, uh, basically, the sustainable disposal of waste has been a big issue around the world and landfills have continued to be overused at alarming rates. Adding to that, that the consumption of packaging and plastics is also on the rise. Now, when it comes to the UAE itself, let me give an example of the year 2017. In 2017, the quantity of collected waste in the UAE was about 39 million tons, mm. with a daily rate of 107,000 tons. And only 14% of the waste collected was recycled, while 86% was disposed in landfills. Now, we need to highlight the fact that landfill gas itself is composed of roughly 50% methane and 50% carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. And those, for those who are not familiar with this, methane is a powerful greenhouse gas, 28 to 36 times more effective than uh, CO2. So now what UAE did is uh, UAE took the right steps to tackle waste management challenges and announced the country's national agenda, UAE Vision 2021 which is a very big step for us. Mm -hmm. This, in the vision itself, there is a specific goal that aims to divert 75% of waste away from landfills by 2021. And this is what the UAE is trying to do. And Mm -hmm. um, this is, yeah, tell me. I mean, it's interesting to see that for many of us, just getting rid of garbage or waste outside our homes is the solution. You know, it's out of our homes, it's out of sight, it's out of mind. But in reality, especially waste that is non-recyclable, it tends to stay in landfills for years and years on end. So can you tell us a little bit about how much damage does that cause for the environment? Exactly. So what I just mentioned, the the existence of landfills themselves is Mm -hmm. a huge harm to the environment. It causes diseases to the human that that harm the human health. It causes impacts that can affect the ecosystem by itself, not only just us humans. So it is extremely important to tackle this issue. And the thing is, not a lot of countries and entities and, um, you know, realize how important this is. They just choose the easiest way of getting rid of the waste, which is, you know, simply laughing them without mm-hmm. putting in consideration the impact of this on us mm-hmm. as a society. So this is basically uh, the domain in which BIA operates. BIA processes processes approximately 3 million tons of waste per year across the UAE. And we we were able to process the majority of this waste, alhamdulillah, and divert it away from landfill. And uh, basically, we, with hard work and dedication, we have reached the Middle East highest diversion rate of 76% with our advanced recycling facilities. And uh, I'll just give you a small overview of the facilities that we have. We have multiple facilities that treat different types of waste, including material recovery facility. This, this, uh, this facility treats uh, municipal solid waste. Mm-hmm. We also have industrial wastewater treatment plant, metal recycling center, tire recycling facility, construction and demolition recycling, and um, more actually. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely so lots of... All of this yeah. has... 
Yeah, exactly, yes. Lots of technologies to tackle so, uh, the issue of waste. Yeah, so basically the existence of these facilities have enabled us to reach the diversion rate of 76%, but uh, BIA actually had a, an even higher aim of reaching 100% diversion rate, and this is what we're trying to do. And putting in consideration that our two strategic pillars that we are focusing on our sustainability and digitalization, we have adopted the concept of waste to energy to treat mm-hmm. the small percentage of unrecyclable waste that is left. Yeah. Since, you know, we treated 76%. Yes. Absolutely. And it's a great initiative, to be honest. Yeah. And the technology of converting waste that we can't recycle uh, into energy is definitely gaining a lot of traction around the world. But right here in Sharjah, uh, we're working on creating the waste to energy facility, which is the first of its kind in the UAE. Can you give us a little bit of a brief, a little bit of a tease? Uh, right before we jump back into it in just a few moments? Definitely, definitely. So what BIA did is that we created a joint venture with the sustainability leader Mazdar from Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. in 2017 mm-hmm. under the name of Emirates Waste to Energy. Basically, mm-hmm. the main goal of this company is developing waste to energy projects across the UAE and in the MENA region as well. All of which has enabled Sharjah to be the first city in the region to achieve zero waste to landfill target by 2021, which was our goal to begin with. And also, this matches uh, the UAE Vision 2021, which has a set of which has set a clean energy target of 27 percent, mm-hmm. as well as the diversion of 75 percent of solid waste away from landfills, as I mentioned. Absolutely. Being zero waste to landfill by 2021. This is exactly the goal that Sharjah is working towards. Coming up, we're going to coming up on Future Talk. We're going to be listening to Nof Wazir giving us a little bit more details on what this facility has to offer. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. Future Talk. With Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Each time we throw something as garbage, we don't tend to think where it will finally end up. We're just happy that the garbage is outside our homes, but the sustainable disposal of waste has definitely been an increasing issue globally. And right here in the UAE and in Sharjah, we are taking active steps to make sure that Sharjah will hopefully become a zero waste to landfill city by 2021. Joining us today is the BIA project engineer, Nof Wazir, who's going to be telling us more about Sharjah's first waste to energy facility, the technology and what it has to offer. Welcome to the show once again, Nof. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. So you want to tell us about the, the, the waste facility in general and how is it, how, how it works? Definitely. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, we have adopted the concept of waste to energy. And for a start, let me just give you a small brief of uh, what is waste to energy? According to the World Energy Council, waste to energy is uh, conver- conversation technologies that consist of any waste treatment processes that creates energy in the form of gas, electricity, heat, and fuels from a waste source. And mm. uh, though these technologies can be applied to several types of waste, the most common application is the processing of municipal solid waste, which is what we are going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so our plant, the plant will be the first of its kind in the UAE and in the region. It will be located uh, within BS Waste Management Complex in Sharjah. Mm-hmm. The construction of the plant is on schedule, alhamdulillah. Last week, BIA held the first boiler park lifting ceremony, which is an important milestone for us. And the plant is planned to be commissioned by 2021. 
And uh, when it comes to the specifications of the plant, it will treat municipal solid waste composed of mainly two types, domestic and industrial waste. Mm-hmm. And it will process 300,000 tons of waste per year, which is a big amount. Mm. Can, we, can you tell us a little yes. bit about how much energy will the facility be able to produce? Yes, of course. So the facility will generate a net power of 30 megawatts. And in order to uh, visualize this, this amount of energy can power up to 28,000 houses. 28,000 houses? Yes. Wow. I I wanted to make sure I heard the number right. And and that's from (laughs) only one facility. Exactly, yes. So if... in, in the future, there would be a possibility of having more than one waste to energy facility. Definitely, because that is the aim of uh, Emirates Waste Energy Company. This is what we're aiming for. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, the plant is connected to the Sharjah Electricity and Water Authority uh, connection grid. Mm-hmm. This is how we will be supplying them with the electricity that we will be generated. And, and, um, and yeah. what about the CO2 emissions? Oh. We all know that CO2 can definitely be very harmful to the environment. How yeah. much CO2 emissions can the plant displace, let's say, per year? Yeah, so the plant will basically displace almost 450,000 tons of CO2 emissions per year. Mm-hmm. And it will also save 45 million meters cubed of natural gas from landfills per year. This is basically uh, the impact of closing a landfill. Can you imagine how much mm. this will impact the environment in a good way? Wow. And a lot of people tend to worry that removing landfills or maybe implementing such waste-to-energy facilities will decrease the amount of recycling that a city or a country does. Do you think that would actually cause any threat on recycling? No, not at all. Because what we're doing, the main purpose of the waste-to-energy facility is tackling the current situation. The thing is, Omnia, what we need to highlight is that we, the UAE is trying its best to move into a more a more greener direction. This is why BIA has supplied a lot of houses with two bins, the green bin and the blue bin. Mm-hmm. One of them is for recyclables. This is why we have community outreach and education programs because we're trying to educate the community the importance of recycling. Mm-hmm. But until we reach a high amount of recycling, we are trying our best to solve the current situation, the current problem that we have, which is the existing, uh, the, the existence of landfills. Absolutely. Coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be telling you all about if the was- if the facility itself c- creates its very own waste and what do we do with it. All those details and more are going to be coming up right here on Future Talk. So keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. This is Pulse 95. Future Talk, Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Pulse 95. It is Future Talk, and it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's Sunday, fun day. Uh, in a couple of days, we will be going into the month of July. I'm very excited about that. But today, we do have an interview with uh, the project engineer at Bia Nofwazir, and we were talking about uh, the, the the energy facilities in Sharjah, waste to energy facility right here in Sharjah, and very exciting talking points. But now, we're going to be talking about how much waste uh, or how much CO2 emissions can the plant disperse, displace per year? Hi, no. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Hey. 
Nilf, can you tell yes, us a little so, bit about uh, a recap on how much CO2 emissions can the plant displace per year? Yes, definitely, definitely. So uh, the plant, will, as I mentioned, will be able to displace 450,000 tons of CO2 emissions. Mm. And uh, that is per year. And it will also save 450 million meters cubed of natural gas from landfills per year as well. And um, I would like to uh, talk about something, which is the process itself, because we Mm. keep receiving a lot of questions on how does the process actually happen? How do we generate something as as valuable as electricity from something that people see no value in, which Mm -hmm. is waste? Waste. Mm. So, um, exactly, yes. Uh, So, at the start... um, what the plant does is that it receives the waste that um, uh, that is left from the other facilities, basically the unrecyclable waste, as I mentioned, which mm-hmm. is composed of uh, municipal solid waste mainly. Mm-hmm. And then once it reaches the the plant, it gets the truck itself gets measured so that we would know how much mm-hmm. waste we are getting in. Yeah. And then the truck itself um, unloads unloads the the waste inside something called the waste bunker, in which. Uh, which is the place we store the waste in. Mm-hmm. And then a crane takes this amount of waste inside the main part of the plant, which is the boiler or the combustion chamber. Mm-hmm. This is where the most of the most of the process happens. Basically the the waste gets burned in the inside this chamber and this heat is used to heat some water inside some water pipes that exists in the plant. Mm-hmm. This water will turn into superheated steam. And this superheated steam will be used to run the steam generator, which would in, in turn generate energy that is connected to a seawater grid. This is how basically the that process is, happens. That is phenomenal. To think that waste, many of us don't even take a second. We don't think about it. We, yeah, just, you we just waste it. We just throw it outside our homes. And little do we know, it could actually be used to generate electricity for, as you mentioned, 28,000 homes. But... Speaking of waste, um, you actually mentioned that the facility itself creates waste, but also has ways to get rid of its own waste. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, definitely, because um, we also receive this comment a lot. People keep telling us, you know, you're burning waste, but is there any output to this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would like to say that there are three main outputs of this plant, which is the first one being electricity, obviously, which Mm -hmm. is generated from heat. We also have gas coming out of the stack of the plant, which is mainly composed of CO2, a relatively small amount of CO2. Mm -hmm. And we also have ash because obviously once you burn something, you will definitely get ash. And we call this ash bottom ash. Mm. So um, the electricity, as we mentioned, we will use that to power some houses and charge it. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the gas itself, we are currently researching the possibility for uh, capturing the amount of CO2 that is coming out of the stack. And this technology is called carbon capture and it's uh, currently a global trend. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of gas that is captured can be used for many different fields, including agriculture, concrete manufacturing, and many others. So this is uh, when it comes to the gas part. Now, when it comes to the ash, mm. uh, or as we call the bottom ash, we call it the bottom ash because it's cu- it comes down from the uh, from from the boiler itself. Mm. Uh, we will capture that amount of ash, and um, we will be collecting it and selling it. We are studying the possibility of selling it to companies that can be used, uh, recycled, and used for the construction of roads mm. and cement industries as well. So, so it's yeah. all sustainable. So Everything is trying- being reused. 
Exactly. This is the main the main point. Yes. So basically, there will be no waste ultimately because we're we as you mentioned the CO2. You're looking into ways to capture it and reuse it uh, for the ash. It's going to be used into roads and cement. So it's basically completely sustainable. Exactly. Exactly. This is our aim. This is what we're trying to do. And um, I, I, what I admire about our project is that it's an, an innovative project. Mm-hmm. We are introducing a new technology to the region and to the country by get, getting rid of the waste at the same time, by getting rid of a problem at the same time. So I see this as a, an extremely good example of innovation, Abs- technological innovation at that. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, we're talking about Sharjah becoming the first city in the region to I'm achieve proud. I'm proud. a zero waste to landfill target by 2021. 2020 yeah. may not have been our best year, but 2021 is definitely... We, st- we still got a long way to go, Omni. I believe that 2020 <laughs> is going to be a great year, inshallah, by the end. Uh, just a rough inshallah. patch we're in right now. Absolutely. Nof Wazir, Project Manager at BIA, thank you so much for joining us today. It's definitely been an honor to get to speak to you and to learn more about the waste to energy facility that you are currently working on. Thank you so much. The honor is all mine. Thank you. Thank you. To all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will be joining you once again, same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we're going to be opening the airwaves to the Dream Team. Not the dream team, only the dream right now because uh, oh, Aisha Al-Mazmi <laughs> is not here right now for the next uh, couple of weeks. So, Smakir Atiyah doing a solo show. It's the one-man army. Yes, indeed. F- uh, Afternoon Karak has a lot in store for you all from movie reviews to the shows that you should be watching. All this and more is going to be coming up. So, make sure you keep Pulse95 locked because our shows will keep you entertained throughout the day. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.